This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 630, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you.
Fanboy Pick League, episode 630. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. This is my co-host, Josh Flanagan. Hello. And we are iFanboy. Every week we read a bunch of comics. One of us picks their favorite book of the week. We call that the pick of the week. We talk about that book, some other books that came out, or this week, all the books that came out. <laughs> some very long. Some very, everything came out and they were all double-sized, I think. I wasn't, I'm not sure. Don't check the math on that. We also have the patron pick. Sometimes we do listener mail if we got time. The patron powers. All kinds of fun things happen. Why? Because this is a fun show. It's an entertainment show. It's meant to entertain you. Yeah. Hopefully it does. Entertainment. And here's, your spoiler, here's your spoiler warning so that you're not, your entertainment isn't ruined. This is a review show. There'll probably be spoilers. So exercise some caution. Use your head. Do it. This, this week, Josh, you had to pick. And once again, on a big DC week, Josh zigs when, he's at, when people think he's going to zag. Well... It was very nearly one of the other books. In fact, there was a couple of other books. You know what? Really good week. Like, Great week. Way week. too much to read. Um, it was just overall, you're going to start, you're going to hear this as you go through it. There was a shitload of, wow, this is great art. And I, I really, I, there are, I mean, obviously there are times where I have gotten overwhelmed by sort of the amount of, of comics and, and, and some things are not exciting. But there were many times this week where I was like, Look at this art, and it really made me appreciate it. I, I had that moment several times, and I always like that. Um, yep. and, and also some story moments like that. But I, I mean, it tend, tends to be the art that blows me away when I'm like, look what, look what they're doing, and I want everyone to know. I want everyone to understand the sort of level that's being worked on, and I think that's important. Anyway, there are several of the books that could have been pick of the week. Uh, but they were all things that we've talked about a lot. Um, the book that we're going to talk about shortly also had a contention, but there was a thing in it that made me not want to pick it. And then last second, I read this Skyward book. Skyward number one, Joe Henderson writing Lee Garbett, who I like an awful lot, drawing. Um, uh, and this is a number one uh, from Image Comics that I didn't know anything about. I don't know who Joe Henderson is. I had not heard of this or thought about it in any way um, prior to starting to read it, and which is always a wonderful place to start from. Mm -hmm. um, and... So what you've got here is a, basically a current or near future sci-fi story. Uh, it looks like there's a family drama uh, where a, a large portion of the Earth's gravity has gone away. It seems it seems like all of it. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think it's all of it because they don't just float away completely. He's, he also says something. He says low gravity at one point. Yeah. Uh, basically, so the very beginning. Guy's wife goes out jogging. He kisses his baby, puts her down for a nap. Uh, uh, the 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 all of a sudden his coffee and and uh, cereal starts floating, and mm -hmm. and he goes, "Oh my god!" And then he says, I, "I he's like I knew it, low gravity." And so that's why I thought low instead of no gravity. And then he, like he looks outside and like everything is floating away, um, also including presumably his wife who is lost, but um, not the air molecules. Listen, not the point. Don't don't start that. Don't don't let don't do it. Um, I was just I just missed Ryan. That's all. I know. I know. It's it's fine. Um, do you want to know who Joe Henderson is? I don't. No. He's Jack. Oh, I jazz do. Saxophonist. No, he's a TV guy. I saw a photo of him on Instagram with our fa our friend Jim McCann doing a signing. He's a showrunner of some kind. Yeah, he uh, he runs Lucifer. Okay. And uh, he, he, he was a writer-producer on White Collar and Almost Human and some other stuff. Okay, okay. Well, there you go, which explains several other things about that conversation. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it, I thought a couple of things here. Um, it was a really strong premise. It didn't have some stupid demon or supernatural aspect or 
something like that going on. Um, I, I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know what to expect, and I thought it was a really strong opening issue. There were things in it that were a little formulaic, and now that you say, like, that kind of TV producer, it's like, oh, I totally can see that. But but overall, like, I just, I dug, uh, I, I dug what it was as a thing. I was like, this is the kind of comic I want to read right now. This is like a, mm-hmm. a strong start. It was a good first issue. Um, I liked the time jump. I liked the fact that we had to rebuild. We went forward 20 years and we had to rebuild what the world would be if this thing had happened. And all of the things that that means. The girl who's a baby in the beginning is like a, 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 gro- a like a young adult in this one. And she's a messenger. And everybody has to strap themselves down. And she has a weird... Uh, politically correct awkward uh conversation with a guy who has no legs uh but it mm-hmm. means a whole different thing than it used to mean um you know a a a huge fat lady comes in and you're like oh that means a different thing than it used to mean uh you know this crime everywhere all the things that we thought were secure and normally we expect are gone and so you have to recalibrate everything for that but for these people that's normal and i like that it's coming from where we are and it's not so uh far away basically um mm-hmm. There's just a lot of elements to this, and there's enough. There was like, I want to read the second issue. I want to know where they're going to go, where they're going to go with this. But as a, a first issue, um, it made me happy about a lot of things. Um, I talked about art. Um, I've I, I've read Lee Garbit on stuff before. I've seen his art on social media. Batgirl. Yeah, he did Batgirl, but I didn't read back, that. He was Stephanie Brown's artist. Um, he's gotten a lot. I mean, he was good then, but yeah. this, this is like a a giant leap up from that. He yeah, there are a lot of. Uh, it just there's a style I like here, which is. Uh, you know, sort of a nice balance between realistic and loosely cartoonish. Like some things are just slightly exaggerated, but overall from a um, layout and storytelling standpoint and just sort of a dramatic um, composition really all Mm -hmm. over this book, I thought that's a nice page. Those are good panels. Like the storytelling is really strong. The, the action of, you know, people flying at you, things that are in the foreground are what I'm supposed to pay attention to, not as opposed (laughs) to things in the background. I just, it's just a really high quality you know bit of storytelling i thought um, right. and also the, the that that level of cartooning i guess is what we're gonna call it is is really nice in a in a book where there's no superhero costumes so like the faces can be just distinct enough this is you know what you see it in deadly class you see it in in a lot of books now where they can't rely on a superhero logo to tell you who everybody is um it's, I, just, I thought it was a really nice, impressive package. I liked the blue in everything. I liked the blue on the cover because, you know, the book's called Skyward. So there's always sort of this background of emptiness, um, yes. which was a beautiful thing, but is now a dangerous, uncontrollable thing. It's you take one little element of our world and you just turn it a little bit and all of a sudden everything changes. What was safe, you know, but like anything, humans are going to get used to that. They're going to get used to it if the world is covered with water. They're going to get used to it if there's no gravity. Um, I just, I just out of everything that I read this week, I read a lot of things that were really good, but were things that I had seen before. And this was the thing I was like, oh, I haven't seen this. Um, and that's how I got it. We should mention Antonio Fabella, who's the colorist. I thought, I thought the, it all looked really good. As you mentioned, it's very blue. Um, I just was really impressed with the coloring work. Yeah, no, that's um, absolutely, it's a, it's almost not a specific thing. It's just a, it's a feeling thing. Like the, the scenes that are outside have this wide open blue expanse yes. and inside it's a brown green sort of Terra kind of deal. Um, it's a really good signifier about where we are because that dullness indicates safeness because it's a ceiling, you know. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice sort of blend of it's not flat coloring. There's some right. shading, but it's not too much. Yep. It's it's a nice medium, and uh, it's it just is a good looking book. It was a really, really good, really good looking. Book. I'm I'm really the composition and sort of like 
the figures as they're coming at you in different instances. I, I was just the whole way through is really good. Yeah. I mean, you have to, I mean, as, as with most of these things, you got to turn your brain off because there's a lot of things where I was like, but wait a minute, man, nah, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it helps to read it at like 1230 at night when you're just zombie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. I, was, I wasn't going to read this otherwise, and I'm glad, I'm glad you picked it because uh, I wouldn't have. I'll probably read the next issue. I did like it. Cool. I'm very glad. Yeah, this is one of those things. Like, oh, you got to make sure you read this. This was not the patron pick that we'll get to later, but it was up there. And I had, it, I'd actually, it was in second place for the patron yep, pick. Yep, I had, but I had been like, oh, I think I want to read that just from looking at it. Um, maybe have, you know, we, we, you know, we're looking for new things. We're, we're saying, you know, there was, there was a while where there was a new image number one all the time that we were like, this is great. Um, and now yep. I've got two in a row cause I really enjoyed analog that week. Did you read analog? Did you like that? Uh, not yet. I haven't read it yet. Okay. It's, on my, it's, it's on my iPad. And this, so, you know, a couple of good different things, uh, not superhero, not fantasy sci-fi or it is sci-fi, but you know what I mean? Not that kind yeah. of it's a different. It's not aliens or whatever. Yeah, supernatural. It's not an alien. Hard war. sci-fi. Yeah. So before we get to the big one, let's talk about Superman forty-five, which wraps up uh, Patrick Gleason and Peter Tomasi's run on Superman, which has been a long time on various titles. They've been writing Superman in some way or another for 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 years. Yes. Yeah. They 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 they're Dan Slotty in that way. And so here, uh, the Kents. Clark, Lois, and Jonathan are saying goodbye finally to their home in Hamilton, which they they moved from a while ago, but they finally sold it. So they have to go and clean it up and and uh, finally move all their stuff out, which I would have thought was already out since they moved into the apartment. But it feels like uh, that should have this should have happened a while ago. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> but uh, here, Clark is is uh, he's feeling the pangs of wanting to go fight the Cuns. Hey now. Always my favorite alien invaders. Um, is this the Cons one? I don't know. As long as there's no T, you can keep saying it. Why is why is no? Sorry, that's the next comic we're going to talk about. Jeez. A lot of Superman this week. Uh, so he's he he gets. I was wondering why the Flash was there. It's not because he was keeping him from the Cons. It was because they they needed help moving out quickly. That's why. Um, this what? Forget all that. There's a lot. There was a lot of comics this week. So. They go to the fair. They, they they wrap up the house. They clean the house up. There's an that's what it was. It was an, it was a big alien thing happening, and Superman kept wanting to go fight it, but but he Lois wouldn't let him. Which is very similar to the thing that happened in the other book. Right, and then uh, finally at the end, uh, he and he and Jonathan are gonna go do it. But it was just, I thought it was a nice wrap up to that era of Superman. It was also a bookend to the same like they went to the fair on a different issue. I mean, so it was yes. a direct reference to that which i guess was maybe a year ago or let's see in superman math it's nine thousand issues ago right it whenever I mean, we got to say goodbye to a lot of these characters i assume we won't see again you know the, the next door neighbor that jonathan had a crush on and the people in the town and for some reason all the bizarros are still there i, I didn't even read i, didn't I was gonna that. ask because that was the thing like the week you were out um i was like all right i'll read superman oh, nope Nope. <laughs> like there were two bizarro issues in a row and I'm not reading it. Like it's not, there's no, nope. Yeah, I hate bizarro. So I didn't read those comics, but I guess those, those bizarro characters living in Hamilton, oddly progressive little farm town Hamilton is. <laughs> and uh, they're bad I employees. Was... I don't, say what you will about about equality and hiring. <laughs> it's going to cost you money. It's just, just a lack of productivity trying to figure out what they're saying all the time. Yeah, sure. Sure. There's a standard. I mean, are we, are we not going to have standards? Sorry. <laughs> so 
Uh, I thought this was a nice, sweet little little wrap up to that to that era of, of Superman. I mean, it was mostly at a county fair, but it was I thought it was really nice. I thought it was fine. I think I think I, I read it first. I read it before action, which I think was the right yeah. thing to do. Um, sure. I don't know. It, I, it's the thing they had to do. Mm-hmm. Like they had to to close that thing. But I felt like I was like, didn't they move months ago? <laughs> well, I, I get that the house not closing for sure, but I just mm-hmm. thought their stuff would be gone. Yeah, and also like the basic idea that it would be in any way difficult for Superman to move and clean the house. <laughs> you know, I guess I guess that's a bit of drama you can add in there. These guys have written Superman a lot longer and thought about it much more than I have. So who am I to say? Well, he he had agreed to Lois he wouldn't be Superman that day. No, that's no stupid. capes, no colors, no. There's all sorts of... Re- That's stupid. No one would issue that ability in order to do moving out of a house and cleaning it, which is the worst human task I can think of. That's why they made Barry do it. I guess. That's and that's not cool either. Because <laughs> it's all happening in real time for him. Right. Well, is it... We don't... No one understands Speed Force. It's, I, it's, I, think, I tend to think of it that way, but that would make it torture. That would, that would make everything he does torture. I yeah, can't believe right. that's how it happens. Okay. Maybe it's like flexible. Either way, um, this was nice. I didn't always love the Hamilton County stuff, and I didn't yeah. always I don't I don't always love Jonathan being around at all, but I thought this was a nice little wrap up to their to their storyline. Before we moved on to Action Comics 1000. If you recall, you probably don't. Many years ago on the show, we were we were trying to figure out which book was going to make it to a thousand first. Which seems like that would have been pretty obvious, though. Well, because at the time, stuff was going weekly. There was uh-huh. bi-week. There was you know it was not you know we were trying to figure out which one would happen from Marvel first. I just recall having that conversation. I don't know where we were. I mean, I, it had to be action comics. I was going to say I remember very clearly being a kid, uh. 10, 11, or whatever it was, then I started reading comics and really getting to them and, and seeing, like, oh, some of these numbers are kind of high. That's going to hit 1,000. And that seemed really far away. Um, I want to say they were in the 600s then. That's before you knew about renumbering. Well, right, because that wasn't a thing, which was one of the, which <laughs> is one of the thing, one of the things that makes renumbering shitty because that really was like, wow, this has been going since the 30s, which had been 50 years ago at that point. Now, if you think about it, 775, which was a, a notable action issue, that was yep. f- 15 years ago? Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm. I want to say around then, between 2000 2003, 4, somewhere around there. I'm sure you could look it up in the meantime. But, you know, that's three quarters of the way, and then we're at the rest of the way now. So that there's definitely a springiness that happened in there, which I, I think takes away from it just a little bit. Yeah, and at one point for a long period of time, Action Comics was a weekly book. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the 80s or early 90s, when I was a kid, it was a weekly. It was Action Comics weekly. Or maybe it's just been so, so long since 775 that I can't come to grips with that. But there's either no, way, there's no pure monthly book that we can we can for sure say this is where how many months it's been coming out because everything has been yeah, fucked up. But either way, in terms of milestones, and and let's let's just I get it that 2000 AD, I get it. Sure. We're, that's accepted, but it's not as much of a part of American comic book culture. No. And therefore, this sort of global superhero culture that has come about as a result of it. So that's, yes, 2000 AD, a long time ago. I think they're in the 2000s now. Um, right. But let's just we're talking, say, we're talking big two. Yes. 
culture that dominates. So I, you know, I can tell you, like, I've been considering when this moment would happen for three decades. Right. And and I think that's really cool. I think that's that's a that's a real that is a neat milestone that is completely meaningless, but also not. Since you were in your own short pants. That's right. I think back then, so, though, we did long pants. So one one thing that we had working against us as digital comics readers was that there's been there was an error in this particular issue digitally there's no they didn't publish the title page for some reason oh really oh that's why i couldn't find it yeah it was and then there also there's a couple of pinups throughout the issue that didn't get put in and there has yet to be an update to the book as we record this so hmm. i uh, opened it up and i was like oh nope nope i haven't fixed it yet so it would have been nice to have a title page beforehand uh, okay. Despite the fact that each, each story had its own title page at some point, it's still um, not knowing what I was reading, you know, not knowing who I was reading until sometimes at the end was a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's kind of kind of made it into a game, an endless 80 pages of game. <laughs> this is 93 pages on my phone. Yeah, I know, but it's supposed to be an 80 page giant. I don't know how they get to that, but there we are. Um, so you want to go through them? You want to talk about it overall? Okay, well, that's let's, fine. Let's go through story by story and go through overall. I think I know. Let's just. I mean, this is a big deal. Let's just not skip any of them. Even if even if we didn't like them, we can just we can say that's fine. So the first story is, and this is this is a nice trip through eras, all the different as many different Superman eras as we can do with people who are still alive. Yeah, and some who aren't. Um. So the first story, Dan Jurgens, writer artist. Nice. And also, it was a little. I. I it's funny how, even though it's a trip through the eras, he's he's wearing the new suit in all of them mm-hmm. with a little with a little with the little lines at his wrist that's, which is really is really the, really only, the only difference that's the only difference now i'll take that yeah it's fine it's such a dumb design choice but there it is as it's opposed fine. to because before like the the classic either would have no line or would have like the like the ribbed sweatshirt cuff right yeah which is fine it's fine it's all fine that's all fine who cares <laughs> so this is the one where he's fighting the cuns and I always liked the Cuns because I first encountered them in a Giffen, uh, Demetrius, Ju- McGuire, Justice League. I think it was Justice League number 10 where they invaded Earth. And the, the invasion point they chose was the Justice League membership drive. And so <laughs> the invasion was not very quick. But So I've always liked them as a funny, in- incompetent invasion force. So here, Superman Day in, in Metropolis is being interrupted by a Cund invasion of Earth. And Superman really wants to go help. But Lois won't let him, and she's been coordinating with Batman to keep him from doing that. And I thought this was a nice little... First of all, I should mention, this is my favorite comic of the week, obviously, and I got teary-eyed a couple times reading it, so... Wouldn't he have heard not only the other side of the phone, but, like, her... Anyway, sorry. We didn't talk about the molecules in the other book? If he chose to do so. He doesn't. He doesn't I don't think Superman eavesdrops privacy. unless he. I think he 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 has the control over that. Also, he if if he does, he's married. He knows not to do that. Right. So so there's a lot. There's a lot of speeches. The mayor talks about Superman. There's a firefighter talks about him. Uh, Maggie Sawyer, the head of the MCU, talks about him. A criminal talks about him. Perry talks about him, and then and then all the heroes show up. Wonder Woman talks talks to him, and all the heroes show up to to honor him. And then there's a nice little thing. It's it's funny because we've been talking about Dan Jurgens a lot. Um, his work on Superman. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about anything else. Um, and and we were saying how like wow it really works today. Uh, his his writing and everything. But it, it, but when you pair his writing with his art, it really it does have that throwback feel. 
Right. To a certain, not in a bad way, but in a way that I think would make it a little hard for some more contemporary books to feel relevant. Um, so, which, I mean, he, he's a great storyteller. It's, it's a, you know, this is, this is, this is my childhood is in Superman. I mean, this is what it looked like. Yeah. So it's not bad, but it does look like, like, you know, it's that hairstyle thing is all sort of. Well, that, I mean, that might've been the problem when he, when he did Green Arrow, when mm-hmm. the new two launched, was it, he drew it too. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I didn't even think about that just just because I was prepared to enter different eras in my mind. And this, you're right. I mean, this feels very, you know, 80s. 90s, yeah. 80s, 90s. Um, but it was good. Yeah, totally. I mean, dude's still got he's got the chops. So next one up is uh, Tomasi and Gleason. We basically take a little trip through time. Um, I I gotta say, I was really this is all basically one page panels. Um, yeah. I was blown away by the work that Gleason did on these pages. This might have been my favorite one. I, it was. It's not my favorite. Um, but I just was like, "Who is this?" And yeah, I didn't flipped, know either. No and idea. it was a different style. So this is one of those things. Where, like, I'm actually glad I didn't have a title page, no, because I was just, "Who is this?" Because you go from one page to the next, and they'd be referencing different eras, and he changed up his style. It's all, you know, you know it. It's clearly the same guy. But it's really impressive. Like there's these Look are at great pinups. Look at that shot holding back the train. That was my favorite page of the of the story. So that was was great about the story was Oh wow, that's great. Vandal Savage shoots Superman with a hypertime gun. Mm-hmm. Which means now we can see Superman through different eras of in in, in the real world. So we mm-hmm. see him in his golden age hero where he's like, This feels strange, but I'm I'm weaker but angrier and and then we see him as, as a little bit later on. His costume changes, and he's but he's still like a Depression era Superman. And then we see World War II era Superman in the black, uh, red, and yellow uh, symbol chest. And then pure, purely Silver Age fighting a bunch of mini like Martian type people, and then uh, mole men types. And then we see uh, more alien fighting. And then we get to a really great page I thought where he's fighting three versions of himself. One of them looks animated, like from the cartoon. Yeah. And then uh, Frank Miller in Dark Knight, which was a really great uh, aping of Frank Miller. And then uh, Silver Banshee, which was like the 90s Superman. That, that's then, a great page, too. That, I'm sorry, that World War II page. I, I have to just, no, I think, I think. I mean, as pinups go, these are really That incredible. one has like, he's, he's destroying a panzer tank and Sergeant Rock is in the foreground. I want that on the wall. That's awesome. And then we have, uh, so after Silver Banshee, we have uh, Death Superman era. So he's in the black costume with the long hair and steel and superboy although he's not john 90 style which was a super super bummer uh superman trapped in the phantom zone superman fighting magog in kingdom come and then we see sort of the all of the new 52 in one panel where he's he's in he's in all the different costumes in one panel and, and then punching vandal savage and then you know then he gets to have his birthday cake it was just i thought this was a, this was a nice one I don't, yeah. in, the art wise i mean whoa wow. yeah no totally and it's yeah. funny because he drew that other Superman issue we just talked about. And, like, I like his regular style just fine, but you could do some of these others, too. That would be cool. I mean, I thought the first panel was uh, Albuquerque because I knew he was in the book. Yep. But, uh, man, mm-hmm. he's versatile. He should. Yep. I mean, he's, I, I get, he's writing, I, too. I mean, like, that, that guy's the guy's a package. Jesus. That was a good-looking good story. The yes, next one. As I scroll, Mark Wolfen one. and uh, Kurt Kurt Swan. Uh, it, I think this is one of those things like the Captain America thing, where they had some pages. Yeah, I mean, it says down here original story by Cindy Goff, Kurt Swan, and Butch uh, Guise. 
and then an additional page at the end from a different book. So yeah, it looks like they repurposed some of these. So this is one of the people, Kurt Swan, obviously no longer with us. Uh, one, one of the classic, if not if not the classic. Well, I was confused for just a minute. I was like, he's not with us anymore. I thought, if he drew this, this is great. <laughs> like, I, this, like, there's a, I want to say the second page there where the guy is, like, peeking around the corner and then he's under, you know, Maggie Sawyer and she's yeah. got, you know, like, the, the, the angles all. I was like, this is, that's a great page. These are just some good comics. It's interesting to see the combination of Kurt Swan and Butch, Butch Guise's art. Yep. I mean, he thinks. Because um, it's still clearly Kurt Swan, but it's a very, also very much Butch, Butch Guise. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name. But nice. This one I didn't really love. It was fine. It was it was short. I actually was just into it for watching. Like I'm, I was like, all right. I don't. I know who Kurt Swan is. I know what it looks like. But to look at it in this context, I really enjoyed a lot, just from an art history yeah. standpoint. For sure. For sure. I liked story it wise. It's fine. It was fine. But they were also just fitting a story into a thing that wasn't. There's was no way that was Maggie Sawyer. Right. You it doesn't really look like. No, but also she's in everything now. I was like, when did this? Um, the next story had no had no. Oh, there it is. Sorry, I didn't. I even see it was it was hidden into the side. Yeah, Paul Levitz and uh, Neil Adams. Neil Adams continuing to struggle with faces, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's fine. But you know, honestly, I mean, come on, he's he's got to be eighty years old. I know. I'm I'm and not. Still, I mean, I I totally understand, but uh, this is just Superman going to play chess with. Lex, Lex trying to, you know, kill him, but Superman outsmarted him with a Deus Ex mother box. Yeah, there's a moment, there was a bit of dialogue in one of the other stories that I was thinking might have been in this one, but it's not, that I'll bring it up when we get there. This is just classic kind of, kind of chubby Lex Luthor, which I always think is funny. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have The Car, uh story by Jeff Johns and Richard Donner. Um, do people still know that is a thing? John's his first professional job was basically as Donner's assistant. Yeah, um, he was Richard that's, Donner's. that's where he he came from, and and that's why he's involved. yeah. So when he came into comics, it was the guy coming from Hollywood. Yeah, yes, it was. Although he was quote unquote nobody. Um, mm-hmm. Art by Olivia Coipel. Um, this story deals with the car that is being smashed uh, on the cover of Action Comics number one. This is my favorite story in the whole thing. Yeah, this was this. I forgot about this one. God, this look was, how good. Look was, how good Olivier Coipel draws Superman oh, in that old costume. Oh, you, there's a tear moment right there. Yeah, you're absolutely like it was. It was gorgeous. It was like morally where you want Superman to be. Did I, have I if I I told this? I feel like I've told this again. on the Tell show, and I don't know if it's an out of school thing. It doesn't matter. I, I was talking to a guy who's at a writers retreat once with DC. He's a DC writer who's a, actually a really big name now, and he talked about um he got Jeff Johns was sort of the it was, it was the beginning of his head of creative, but he was. Uh, you know, effectively the head of the writers at DC. And they're sitting around a table and he talks to everybody about their character. And he goes, tell me what your character is about. Um, and he meant it in one word. And so like the, the dude drawing, the, the dude writing Batman tried to say something and Jeff John just goes, justice. And he's like, that's what Batman is, you know? And then they went through that with all of them. And so when I think of Jeff John's work, I think of a guy, I, I don't remember what the word would have been for Superman. I don't even think they told me, but this Probably like, hope. this story, yeah, this story just distills down, oh, that's Superman. Yes. You know, like. He's and, still, he's still the, he's still one of the best living Superman writers. Yes. A hundred percent because he, he can do that optimism thing without having it be hokey. Yep. In a way that just works and is timeless, and he, and he and if he doesn't believe it, he's a hell of a good liar. <laughs> Jeff right. Johns, I mean, like he he can sell it, um, and, and it comes through in the work. 
This, yeah, this, yeah. this is a great short story. This is I, a I really great story. Next, we have Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque doing um, a Superman and Lex flashback of a kind, because in, in some continuities, much like the TV show, they were pals in Smallville. Boyhood chums. Yeah. And uh, we see Lex talking about well, this great thing he did as a, as a kid, not realizing that, that Clark had helped him not kill himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was this was good. It was okay. I, I got to this thing where I instantly was like, I can tell that's Raphael Albuquerque. And mm-hmm. then I had a thing where it's like, you know what? I don't know that I like that style all that much anymore. Interesting. Wow. I had, I had a moment with that where... I don't what know, what maybe, don't you like about it? I don't know. Maybe it's just that he hasn't drawn anything that I really liked in a while. Mm. Uh, like, it's it's instantly recognizable. I don't know that I liked... I liked the composition of this whole story, how the panels were laid out and where they were and everything, but I don't know that it felt very Superman-y to me. Um, I will say, though, that this might have had my favorite little moment. This is what I was referring <laughs> to earlier. Um, basically, uh, on the middle two panels of the last page, he just... Lex just goes... I got the eye and the scissors to kill you. And Superman just goes, I know you did, Lex. And I just, I liked that, yeah. uh, the intimacy of that and the irony of what they were saying. I, those they really they have such people. an interesting relationship when yep. it's done correct, correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, Batman Joker being the marquee, you know, arch enemies. But man, when Lex and Superman are written correctly, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and it's, and it's almost, that almost encapsulates it right there. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not worried. I know he did. <laughs> he's not worried. And no. the whole thing is that Lex just wants him to be worried. Like, he just <laughs> wants him to think he's important. Like, he wants he wants everybody to know he's important, but he really wants Superman to think he's... He wants to impress Superman, and, and he yeah. just can't do it because he's lesser. And he doesn't know... He can never not be less. I could We could do this all day. Uh, next, we have Tom King, Clay Man. <sighs> Clay Man drawing Superman to look like Christopher Reeve, which I'm always fine with. Um, this was kind of a... Bummer? Well, Tom King. <laughs> right, listen, if you need a four to five page uh, DC Comics uh, time travel story that will bum you the fuck out, Tom King is your man. I love this. As a kid, I was always, once I found out that one day the sun would expand and destroy all the planets, I, I, it, it freaked me out forever. And I still have that nagging freak out feeling about that particular uh, eventuality. Even though sure. billions of years in the future, I still... I'm just, totally. I'm I'm right there with you. It's like it's the ultimate form of like existential nihilism. It's just like we're all. What's the point of any of this? I I I, I read this. Well, I mean that that I mean, listen. I I don't think it's a, it's a stretch to say that Tom King probably seems to have these sorts of thoughts also. Um, <laughs> and we you know we relate to his work I think because of that. I read this three. I read this story three times. Because mm-hmm. at first I was like, is what I think happening happening? It is. And then I sort of went through it again. But it's still in the middle of it. Is that. Like he's seeing the good side of it, and and the, you know he, he takes you away a little bit. Like Lois is still alive, you know, and there's this sort of right. funny little the, like the infinity formula or whatever. Keep Tom King does that thing where he's like, here's the giant celestial things, and at the same time it tastes like grape, and you know that's all that Mister Miracle is. That's all that this week's issue was. Um, right, we'll get to that soon. Yep. Um, it's, I thought it was great. And Clayman's art was terrific. Yes, hundred percent. The coloring really on this, good. I think, was. Jordi Belair. Strong. Jordi Belair, yeah. But... And John Workman. I mean, this is, this is yeah, a, I, yep. quite a team. It is. It's basically Superman on the last day of Earth as the sun yep. is starting to envelop it. He decides not to save it, not to push it away, mm-hmm. but let it die. And he says goodbye to his family. Who's, and, whose uh, grave marker is 
I guess. Well, I guess the Superman made it. Maybe he got some super special. Or you know, he could just keep replacing it. It's been five billion years. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably, probably made of styrofoam. <laughs> that's not where I was going to go, but that's funny. Louis Simons and Jerry Ordway, and I thought, to me, this was like Jerry Ordway can still bring it. Mm-hmm. He's still got it, Jerry Ordway. He isn't, he's someone who, again, like Jurgens, defines an era of comics for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still got it. I mean, it, 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 he, I don't think he could do a book today only because his style would be too, would be considered too old school. But this feels comfortable for me for Superman. Yeah, I've never so. loved it, but I appreciate it. Like, yeah. it's the it's still got it. It's the exact thing that he had that you would have asked for him to give you, but it's not what most people are asking for right now. Yes, but it also like it also defines an era. And it's you know it's like it's like watching an old sitcom where the things have been hacked to death since then, so it doesn't feel fresh, but it had to happen. And Wheezy. Yep. Yeah, Wheezy. I'll take that. So this this was five minutes as as Clark is trying to hit a deadline in an article, he has to go save a bunch of things that are keeping him from doing his story, which was always a fun. Yep. You know, it's just it's just not a thing that really exists anymore, I, and I get why because newspapers aren't relevant to a lot of people. But I always really liked that tension in his life and this like in this so short amount of time it justifies like why do you even have a job and so because he because he likes it yeah you know like that's why which is what anyone would want where's my story kent uh action land um from paul dini with pencils by jose luis garcia lopez Someone um, else we don't see very often anymore. The artist's artist. I mean, this is the guy. Yeah. If you talk to pros, they're like, "That's this. Is, that guy's our jam," uh, and you can see that in here. And Kevin Nolan on inks too, by the way. Yeah, that yeah, that does make a difference. I thought I didn't notice a, that till later. Yeah, that's a nice blend of stuff, and it's a Mitch's Pitlick story, which I hate, but <laughs> I didn't mind it in this context. Oh wait, really quick, just to go backwards to the um, Jurgens mm-hmm. Jurgens story. When all the heroes are standing around, I don't. I thought of this because there's a there's a giant hero page here too. When all the heroes are standing around to honor him, mm-hmm. Deathstroke is there. And then I was like, well, why is Deathstroke there, and why isn't like Tim Drake there, or whoever you know, a ten Death, other heroes? What, I can what's make. Deathstroke's status at this point? He's a bad guy. Is he just officially a bad guy? Well, you know, he's got his own title, so it's morally gray, but still. Okay. Anyway, uh, here we get we get a future sort of theme park around superman what is that, so is uh, harley quinn who has a superman shirt on yeah it's complicated hmm. but uh this looked really good okay yes it did actually story I, I i actually i really enjoyed that little story i thought it looked really good it was there was a timeless quality to it um when you like you have kevin nolan you have i thought the colors by trish mulvihill were really nice like the whole thing was just kind of cool yeah, it was really yeah. good it's good that they're short. Uh, next up, you got Brad Meltzer and John Cassidy. Um, it was a really good little short on on yeah. the, the the construct of time. You love you love that. I really do. I find it. Right down en- your I really I find it endlessly fascinating when you think about how these characters perceive time and then how you translate that to be read in the comic book story. I will think about that all all the time, and that, that must be one of the most fun parts of the job. Um, Cassidy, speeding bullet. He's he's got to stop a yeah. hostage. Uh, there's a hostage situation, and the the bad guy's about to pull the trigger and shoot a woman in the head who's got hostage. And Superman's racing to get there, so it's a lot about time yeah, dilation. He's, and... he's doing the math, like he knows he's not going to make it. And the thing that he doesn't account for is that the woman does something brave, and and I yeah. like that too. Like because it's yep. him believing in the best of us. That's why he does it. 
it's not. Well, that was what I really liked um, at the end. Oh, this is another one where I got a little teary-eyed. Where we we have a voiceover with Lois talking to Clark about what happened. And that was nice too. It's like I know your secret that you you they inspire you just as much as you inspire them. I was like, God damn it! Yeah, that's really good. That's a that's a Brad Meltzer strength, for sure. Um, that was really. It's good not story. terrible, Cassidy. Faces are weird. That besides yeah. that, I, I like. I did like the Patriot bust through. I yeah no I I liked, I mean the, the layout, I mean like the the comp again like keep saying layout and composition the storytelling the way that the pages are built the panels as they're like they're they're great like he's got that's his thing he, him and Brian Hitch contributed to an era you know invented an era, mm-hmm. more or less, um and it's important but there's something that happened to his style. That I don't yeah. love. It's also I think it's a way that he tends to get pr- colored. Uh, there's a way. There's a thing in the production they do with well, him. Laura Martin. She's been coloring him since Warren Ellis. Maybe maybe switch it up. Yeah. And finally, the uh, marquee story here is mm-hmm. Brian Michael Bendis and Jim Lee on the story that's going to be setting up the next you know era of Superman. And this is where I will explain. This is this is why this isn't pick of the week. Because this is supposed to be the marquee story of the whole thing, the big moment, and I I found it very plain. Um, I get it. I understand why you've got Jim Lee on this, Mm -hmm. but it is so unexciting (laughs) uh, as a concept. That's particularly your that's particularly your taste. It is, but I also like I I and I was thought of this or like. I'm not trying to be snide about it, but it, this feels just as much like it's from another era as the Ordway stuff or the Jurgen stuff. And I don't really understand what it is that, like, I, I can see some of the technical things that people like about this. There's a lot of detail. His, you know, his layouts are sort of dynamic, but I don't get it. And I would love to know what people, like, like, like comment in this or tweet, like, what is it that you like about Jim Lee? And I don't mean that in a snobby sense. Like, come on, what do you like about that? I mean, literally... What is it about him that does it for you that other artists don't? Because I I don't see it. Um, and then well, I also I know that, that he's not going to do a run on this. No, no, but he's just doing this particular. He just comes in and does story. a guitar solo every once in a while, and we keep acting like it's a big deal. And I think that it's stopping really great things from happening. Well, I think you have a good portion of the audience who grew up as I did, uh, reading him in the nineties, and when you're in your formative years, when you're twelve, thirteen. You know, he he was the biggest deal in comics. So I think a lot of that is goodwill. I mean, I think he's still technically a really. He did, I should preface this: he doesn't really excite me. I mean, that's more. what it is. He did in the, when I was a kid sure. when he was drawing X Men, but uh, but I know. also like to listen to Silver Chair at one point. That doesn't mean, <laughs> you know, it's it's not a name. But I think he's also aged better. He's almost like yeah. he's almost like Bruce Willis <laughs> in that from that whole Go era on. of. Action stars, your Stallones, your Schwarzeneggers, okay. your Van Dams. Willis aged better in a, as an a- actor. Whereas, like, I, I, I can still enjoy a Jim Lee book. I, I don't think I could enjoy a Rob Liefeld book okay. or a Mark Silvestri book. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, he's a nice guy. He's, he's obviously super smart. Like, he's he's positioned himself in a great way. You know, you kill to have that career. Um, that's only half of it, though. Okay. You know, that's that's almost subjective, and I can give you that. I don't have a problem with the technical merits of how he drew it. I, if you hadn't told me that this was Brian Michael Bendis, I would have never known this was Brian Michael Bendis for multiple reasons. This feels like it's Brian Michael Bendis trying to write a Superman comic, but not trying to write it like Brian Michael Bendis does. 
and I was kind of underwhelmed. It's like random, almost stock supervillain guy shows up, wreaks havoc, and then says, I'm the one who destroyed Krypton. And I just went, yeah, I guess. It's really not what I was hoping for. Now, could change, could be a thing. How did you feel? It is, I mean, it is interesting. I, you know, who knows how long, but I mean, the whole deal to move to DC wasn't like years in the making. We do know that much mm-hmm. from no, our, our knowledge. So I, I wonder how, you know, how long he had to plan these kind of things. Uh, so maybe a big old fight in Metropolis is what he wanted. There were little moments I really liked, though, mm-hmm. which makes me excited because I, I have been a little nervous. I wouldn't pick Superman as the first choice for Benedict at DC. When Jack people Kirby asked, didn't do it. When people asked, what's he going to write? Superman never even crossed my mind. So mm-hmm. I was nervous about it. But there were little moments where I liked where he got thrown through the into the into the into the build the business yeah. in the beginning, and the women are dragging him to safety, and he the first thing he does is thank them. Um, Mm-hmm. Or he apologizes for the mess, and and then when yeah. he comes back to the guy, there's a moment where, he, where I've never I'm, I'm never never have seen it where he kind of he kind of does a grunt, but he kind of does the thing that all old men do is like, mm. yep. I really, I really like that beat, and then uh, which tells you this is this is not your your regular fight, and then uh-huh. also when he gets thrown towards the bookstore and he stops himself. I don't think I've ever seen that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, no, there's, he, there's I mean like, like there was fun things like good. that. I like. I just and it might be I just haven't seen enough. I mean, this is this is, it's almost like coming in halfway through a cold open and coming out. There wasn't too much there, and and maybe even if it was drawn by somebody else, I might have had a different feeling. But because right. of that, it it felt pretty pretty bog standard. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you know, you make a point. But let's you know, let's also say the other side. This was made a big deal of. There have been ads in the back of every DC comic for a month. This is Bendis is coming. That is a direct yeah. reference to the King is coming. When Kirby went to to DC in the seventies, it's mm-hmm. you know they're they're making a big deal out of it. So like, and I you know I we've known Bendis for a billion years. Like I I wanted to be blown away, and I was kind of like that's fine. And so that being the last thing in the whole big thing, you know, you know what's kind of sad is that we just talked about that for an hour no is that (laughs) it's like kirby came and he created the new gods i i would be surprised if if bendis is given the the leeway to create something like that you know what i mean yeah different i mean whole different time different eras and everything but you you know let let them do that kind of thing i'm not listen i'm gonna read it (laughs) i'm gonna what i'm saying is it would be nice if if he got to create some sort of new characters like that, it would be nice if there was a market who would buy things like that. I know, you know. Exactly. Um, okay, let's let's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bullet Part point. Two. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go faster on these other books. All right, so Batman Creature Within. I just wanted to catch up on this because I had actually no, I was out the week that the last issue came out, so I had to read two issues of this, which was like and this is also long because it's a yeah. prestige size. Uh, first of all, John Paul Leone. Is, is I don't know if he's is he American because he's a treasure of some kind. <laughs> he's a goddamn artistic treasure. I I, that kind of shit. I love this. Yeah, I love this. This is like this is everything I want. It's like Kurt Busiek doing an Elseworldy kind of thing. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what the mystery is. I'm completely compelled. Also, it takes place in Boston, and he chose every name in this. I'm like that sounds like a Boston name. Like he does it <laughs> well, all over the place. It's great. He's a New Englander. Yeah, um, um, I know, but there's like there's a there's a huge authenticity to it. They talk about Saugus. They, you know, like it was. <laughs> it's it's just a joy. It's not. And I made the first one pick of the week, but like these are these are so good. John, John, Todd Klein on colors. I mean, on letters. You know, John Paul. Leon. I really like it. My only criticism is that I think narratively it's not as strong as Super, no, Secret Identity Superman. 
yeah, I'll give you that. But also, like, but I, I'm really liking it. I just don't think I think there's a there's not as strong as a, of a through line between these. It's, as e- was it's easy to get behind that other one, though. It's just yeah. a little more positive, basically. Like this one's a bit more mystical. It's like Band of Brothers versus the Pacific. No, I think this is way better than Pacific. <laughs> well, I just mean like like it's like it's it was it was easy to turn that part of the European war into something inspiring, sure. whereas like slogging through the Pacific War is difficult. And that's what Batman is. Sometimes. It's one take on it. <laughs> Batman is slogging through the Pacific theater. All right. It was, listen, I'm 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 making this up as we go, dude. I thought I'd get you with me, but you don't want to play improv. You wanna no, you wanna I, be the I, other I think, guy. I think I just, I just really didn't like the Pacific, but I, and I do like this. I just, I just, it's, I'm, I'm very curious. That one episode about Barcelona. It was very good. But Lucky. I, he's the only person's character I can name. Where watch I can it name again. People from watch it again. Okay, I'll watch it again. I got, a, I got a stack of things to watch, but I'll I definitely know. watch that again. Uh, moving on, let's go to Tales of Suspense number one hundred and four. Uh, this wraps up the uh, Hawkeye and Winter Soldier comma black widow story uh done by matt rosenberg and uh travel foreman this was just a delight yeah um i think it wraps up the book right probably i mean who knows with numbering or whatever but i want can't this just go on can't we just have bucky hawkeye adventures also I like it's yeah. time to give matt rosenberg the hawkeye book no for shit me. right and this, you know, or whatever, Avengers. I want Matt Rosenberg writing this Clint Barton for a little while longer. I want more of it. And also combine that with him wearing his old costume in the Avengers book. You've got your perfect situation for yep. you. Yep. Yep. That's fine. I like that. I read the essay in the back about how this book came to be, and yep, it was fun. I, I liked the note. It was a nice device at the end. She wrote them both letters. And... I, that was a really nice note. Uh, I, I thought I, that that whole bit. I like those bits. <laughs> P.S. Clint can't know. Awesome. I'm going to like, ignore the fact that she's now a clone. Just they brought her back. I get it. You can save her, Connor. Just mentally. As we're going to go through these quick, so because yep. we did 45 minutes on Superman, which yep. is appropriate because it's, it's Superman. Uh, let's talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/ifanboy. You can be a patron. You can directly contribute to how this is this is going. You can show us that you value what we're doing um, and become part of the community that keeps this whole thing going. It is genuinely a very important thing uh, for us, uh, and and we really appreciate everybody who does it. And so it drives us to sort of keep you happy, and it shows us that people out there really care what we're doing, and that's a really nice symbiotic relationship that we want to keep up with. Uh, the patrons have a group on um, on the Facebook, uh, and they are they they're chatting with each other too outside of just patron. Like it's it's. It's engendering another community that's sort of coming up, which has been really cool also. And, and they're having a pledge drive, as we mentioned yes. last week, where it is still going on to get to the all-media podcast, which is the next goal. If that's not your thing, you don't want the podcast, that's fine. No, you don't have to be involved in the pledge drive. No, no one's no, saying you have to. We no. don't say you have to. It's nice if you do. It's, but it's we lovely. appreciate everyone who does. It's next level. But, you know, there it is. So that's there. It, you know, if you've been thinking about do it. I think you should do it. I, you know, <laughs> I I definitely we, – we, we go the other way. We all support – Things that we want on Patreon as well. It's just how this has to work now in this world of low-grade content creation. Low-grade meaning not a th- not a million people, more like a thousand people, and that's how you sort of justify it because um, it does take time. Uh, and then uh, tell us about t-shirts. Sure, uh, fanboy.threadless.com. That's where you can find our shirt designs, which you can also get in all kinds of uh, other household items like an iPhone case or, as many people have bought this week, bath mats for your bathroom. 
Uh, we have six designs now. As we mentioned last week, we, we brought a new one out this past week. We have the iFanboy logo, the Herm shirt, the Pick of the Week podcast, the rating shirt, the one is Electro, the GDAT, and our Sleeper. brand new shirt. Sleeper. <laughs> our brand new shirt, Nothing Makes Sense, Nothing Matters, which has been purchased on at least two bath mats, which we thank you. And we really want to see photos of that. Yep. Uh, but you don't have to be feet. in the photos. Just just, just with the bath mats. And uh, we thank you all who, who purchased those things. We really like this new design a lot. It's got Kirby dots. It's fun. It's, it's my... It might be my favorite design. I can't decide, but I really, I really do like it. So check it out at fanboy.threadless.com. And also at fanboy.com slash support. That's where you can help us out directly via PayPal. And at fanboy.com slash Amazon. That's where you can find all the books we talk about, the books, bloats, and also an Amazon link. And thank you, everyone, who does all those things to help support iFanboy. Let's talk about Iron Fist, number 80. And the final issue of the series. Mm-hmm. Too bad. I was, you... I was digging this. Yeah. Sort of as a, a snack among my comics. It's a little bit different. I thought it had a nice crossover with Damnation. I liked this story. I really liked Damon Cusiero on this um, after yep. Mike Perkins had left. Um, Mike Perkins. Um, I thought Ed Bruce Brisson did a good job uh, giving us something. Um, it's kind of a bummer. I think it was. I think the rug was yanked out from under it. But it was a fun little thing while it lasted. I apparently Listen, an, it went eighty issues. You can't complain. Uh, I think I think that's all encompassing of the seventies too. Oh, I see. Okay. Apparently, no one wants to buy Danny Rand stories or watch a TV show either. <laughs> it's all a sign. I can't blame it. It's fine. I enjoyed it. It was a fun book. I'm glad we read it. Mister Miracle number eight. I just constantly am amused trying to imagine like a large portion of the readership reading this book. I mean, like, that's true, but at the same time, every time I read an issue, I'm like, oh my god, how did, there's, there's no, like, they're going to win the Eisner this year, right? We keep saying that, it never happens. This, well, he won one for, like, a short story, I think, at some point, he won, right, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm saying he won, I'm saying, you know, we are bad prognosticators. Of the Maybe, Eisner. but, like, like there's, there's, there's nothing else close. The thing that was happening in this, which is the thing that I was talking about, which was, cataclysmic event like like barda and mr miracle are scott free are running a war while also raising a baby at the same time and they're taking turns and and the juxtaposition of those two things and how it's discussed you, think you got it bad i know uh although that's what it feels like and i think that's kind of the the magic of this and you have you know you have, tom king has three kids and 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 uh, mitch garrett's has a new baby and and like it's all it's all there on the page but perfectly to me Seems perfectly right. That's uh, I, I. I'm. I'm trying to imagine the non-parent contingent of the reading establishment. It's really difficult to not to not think of it in that terms, and and that's why you know maybe it isn't for everybody, but from a certain point of view, I think it's it's really also they're just it's just great work technically. Like regardless of that point of view or whatever, like the way they're doing it, if it's for you or not, is one thing, but it's good. I want to see his t-shirt drawer. <laughs> I love his endless supply of superhero t-shirts. I, I, I hope one. I hope he drew that into his contract that when they make those t-shirts eventually. Um, well, those are all most t-shirts you can buy. Yeah, that's true. Batman forty-five, more Tom King, Ta- Tony Daniel this time on art. Pretty good. Yeah, good, good Tony Daniel. I got, I got, I went, oh, Tony Daniel, and I thought, oh, well, that's not David Finch. That's that's another thing, and I was I was pretty impressed. <laughs> Tony Daniel can go many ways, and I, and I I do like him when he's good, and this was, this was weird, so. So yeah, I read this first three pages many times. Booster Gold decides as a wedding present, he's gonna go back in time and stop his Batman's parents from dying. Not somehow thinking this would not change the entire course of the DCU, which it does when he comes when he comes back. Yeah. Um, this was weird. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- it's really good, but like, this is a weird thing to drop in the middle of this wedding story. I, I, that's why actually why I liked it because I was like, all right, you know, let's let's get away from it a little bit to a certain extent. And this had a lot of different things about Batman that we haven't touched on. Um, I liked I liked a lot about this. I liked that that basically there's there's a page with Duke who has had some sort of lobotomy. That's a that's a Garth Ennis preacher page right there. Yeah. If ever there was one, that's a that's a rep. There's you know, Booster Gold is a very malleable character who means good but is stupid um it's a lot of different batmans in here the 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 way that jason todd's tire hut it's just there's a lot of good things in here also booster gold murders or at least maims everyone at bruce wayne's party when he busts through that window that's true and, sh- and shatter and sh- rains glass on everyone mm-hmm. but uh it just it just felt i know booster gold is Dumb. I'm, what I mean is not intelligent. I like him as a character, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's right. it just felt a, almost a little out of the realm of of even for him. Like I agree, but I was willing to play with it because I thought it was fun. Okay. I I, I mean, what, that first three pages was wow. They're crazy. So Lazarus twenty seven. Josh, it comes back after four months off. Only to tell us it's taking another four months off and then becoming a quarterly book. Oh, I didn't read that part. Yeah. Damn it, I was all excited. I really like this issue. I was glad that it's back. There were several times in this where Michael Lark drew something and I went, hell yeah. The first page is like a is like a boat haul. Oh, this, this was terrific. This was, we follow, we follow uh, what's his name? Uh, the Carlisle, Jonah Carlisle. As he, after he was thrown off the, the, the uh, parapet into the ocean many issues ago, we followed what happened to him. But Danish here, fishermen catch him. So the next, so next month, we will see the next issue, issue 28, mm-hmm. which I guess will wrap up this two-part story. And then 29 will come out in September. It will be the f- start of the first issue of the new format and schedule. We'll be publishing the series quarterly at 64 pages uh, a piece. That, to me, says that they're making the bulk of their money from, from collections. Also, it'll only be uh, of the 64 pages, only 44 will be story. The rest will be back matter. Hmm. If that's what it has to be, I mean, I we I believe we had a discussion about this. It's like getting two I, comics every every quarter. I think some, some I think some fools need to be put up against the wall because apparently I mean, somebody could, wasn't doing their part. It, so. Now I got to follow I mean, through. It wasn't canceled, but I mean, actions there needs to be a reaction made. Uh, I yeah, I would assume a lot of Image books, if not most, if who aren't Kirkman and Vaughn and Remender, people like that, are making their money on trade sales. Yeah, and but yeah, but that's, I, I mean, a, a book of this level and this quality, like you know, to put this much energy into it, you're gonna need to, uh, you're gonna need to make the sales. So the dangerous thing though is that it's so complicated and so I know it's it's hard to remember what's happening from issue to issue as it is. Absolutely, it's an it's a it's a it's a novel that's taking place over a really long time, and I think there's a very good chance that we're not really ever gonna get to the end of it. And then you're gonna start shooting people. I said I would. <laughs> Miss Marvel 29, Kamala Khan is back on the streets of New Jersey City. And uh, also her old boy, her old love, her old crush, who she hurt really badly and he left and went to, school, to college in Wakanda, has returned as well, complicating things because she just had her first kiss with the uh, Pakistani superhero who came back with her after her trip in Pakistan, whose name I can't remember. But it's all—it's a classic love triangle, and this is—I mean, 
she's the most um, adorable new character. We've said this many times, but this is just a, this is I, I just constantly in love with this book. The art's terrific. I love how impressionistic it can be. It can be a little bit over the top and cartoony. Um, this is I think this is Nico. Nico Leon. Yeah, I think that's I think it's Nico Leon issue and um, really just terrific uh, story work, character work. I love that. Uh, he came back from Wakanda with his roommate who who views America as a third, third world developing country and he's very excited to do some sociology in the, in a, in the developing world and um, it's just a fun book. It's just a really, really fun book. Delight, delightful is how I would describe mm -hmm. it in one word. If Jeff Johnson is asking me about Kamala Khan, I'd say delightful. <laughs> he'd tell you to do it again. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can think about that scenario as like a fun thing. Yeah. Or, or is him badgering people? No! I, I, I immediately am back in high school, even thinking about this scenario. Willpower! What? Everyone says willpower. Try again! <laughs> so those are the, some of the books we wanted to talk about. We could, I could have talked about 10 more books this yep. week. Uh, we, we would have gone longer if not for the hours spent on Action Comics at 1,000. So let's talk about the patron pick. Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number one, Jeff Lemire, not Greg Capullo, Dean Ormston. Oh, I that, faded that out. That really changed the, the tenor of the book. Colors by Dave Stewart, Letters Todd Klein. And so I guess Dark Horse is going with the Hellboy model here in that this is just the next issue of Black Hammer, but it's a new miniseries and the number one Black Hammer Age of Doom. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess this was probably a little confusing for you as you have not read Black Hammer. Well, I made sure to read the recap page. I understand the basic premise and I kind of knew where we were at the beginning of this. I thought the recap page, while extensive, I was like, this is a long and detailed recap page, <laughs> but it worked. And I, I was like, okay, I get it. And I know that, I know that these are all stand-ins basically for other yeah. superheroes. And DC, yeah. like, it, like it, like it works. Like I can jump in from here and know what it is. And then if I want to go back, I can go back. So, you know, fair play. So as a new reader, what did you think? I think the same thing that I thought when I read it before. It's that I think this is really good. It's really well done. I think this is actually very strong writing from Jeff Lemire. I think sometimes I I tend to feel there's a slight disconnect with mm -hmm. his stuff. Um, not everything, uh, but there's been some things where I was like, oh, he's not really feeling this. Um, and I feel like he's feeling this, and it's good. Um, production wise, you know, like it, it looks good. I like the art, I, all the things. Um, I'm kind of not interested in general. Like it's good, but mm -hmm. it's just another take on these superheroes and this stuff. So I'm not super interested. And it's why I've never sort of kept reading it. I've read a bunch of them off and on here and there, but it's just not the kind of story that I'm feeling like I'm lacking, I guess. Um, that mm -hmm. being said, like I, I was, I thought it was really good. I liked, you know, they're stuck in some purgatory or hell thing where there, you know, she ends up in a bar. There's, there's a mystery. The characters are, you know, interesting enough. You forgot that the band at the bar was the Ramones. Oh yeah, they were, they definitely were the Ramones. Um, I didn't love that part of it. Like I've really been in, this has been one of my favorite books, black, the black hammer world overall, but, uh, the new black hammer, his daughter entering sort of this nether world with all these monstrous creatures is not my favorite thing mm -hmm. i wonder if this is a hellboy pastiche now because a lot of these characters look kind of like hellboyish there was there was some of that there was definitely i saw that that style but i don't know or just, just like, almost i'm, like I'm a, it's almost I'm like a vertigo house of mystery kind of thing yeah that's more what it felt like to me um 
seems but I'm very excited to see where it goes. I do like all these characters. I think this is a terrific book. Um, this is just the next issue. So Dean, Dean Ormson, the regular artist, is back, who's really good. I like his art a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these these people can't stay in purgatory forever. I don't know what issue number this would be if we if we laid it all out, but I'm enjoying it while it's lasting. I think they announced another spinoff book. This they is like Dark New Mini. That was like the, the there was a Starman kind of character, yeah, and they Dr. drew him to look Star. like James Robinson. And he, he was called James Robinson, too. Oh. Well, there you go. It was, it, it, was, it was basically a star. Dr. Star, yeah. We, Ryan and I talked about it last time you weren't here. Um, and then I think there might be a third one coming. I think I read in the back. Maybe not. But uh, I'm enjoying this world. I like this world a lot. This was a good issue. Ratings. Ratings. Out of five, I'm going to give it a four. Three and a half. Sticking with Strong it, yes. Strong I'd like to say yes, but there's a very good chance I won't remember to do that. It's fine. I don't think you need to. Yeah. Probably, you, like there's you, gonna be you, you, there's gonna be good things that I'm not gonna. You also read. you also just don't connect really with Jim Lemire. I don't. It's fine. It's fine. It's yeah, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Everything's fine. All right. I hope we don't feel like we're doing the show on fast forward, but we are. Just this part. We did the other part slowly. It's like how Superman sees time. That's right. And so let's talk about patron powers. Every week, as we said before, at Patreon.com/slash/ifanboy. If you are a patron, you can vote. On the patron pick, which we just talked about, everyone gets a vote, and this week was was somewhat competitive, and so we, we thank everyone who votes for there. But if you give it the $5 or higher level, you get your own superpower as bestowed to you live on the show. And our first patron we want to thank is Brian. Brian has the ability to fade to black. Ooh. And so... Himself his, or the scene? His, himself. Okay. He can fade into a black silhouette. Okay. Which is helpful, I think, if hiding in corners. But uh, that's all. Still, you right there. You're just solid black now. Well, he can fade, which means he can change the the uh, level of black. Well, you said fade to black, which makes me think that it's always a continuum. You're saying now that it's a variable that he can control. Well, it depends on how good he gets with the power control. You know, I mean, ultimately, he can. It's it's like he doesn't. In the beginning, the, the knob just jumps to 11, but eventually he could probably control it to get to like a 6. Right. Okay. You know? I don't even know what muscle to flex. Um, that's <laughs> it's a, hard. That's an old Calvin and Hobbes joke. Um, <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, David McFarlane has the ability to keep plants and fish alive. <laughs> it's a superpower to be sure. Somebody gives him a fish, he brings up a plant. He can keep those things alive. No one knows how he does it. What if he's just really conscientious about feeding and watering? I don't think that's possible in the real world. It doesn't <laughs> matter because you will kill that plant or that fish in one way or another. Not not David. David right. can keep plants and fish alive. <laughs> in any condition? Uh, yes. I'm just saying, well, it, like, you start off, you bring the plant home, your Christmas tree, whatever it is. Your your bed of fish, your big tank full of fish. Mm-hmm. He can keep those alive. He, he knows what to do. It's it's preternatural. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> no one can. No one else can do that. Daniel Johnson has eyes that can see into another dimension. All the time? No, they can see into another dimension. Right? Are they always seeing into the other dimension as opposed to the one that he's actually in? No, he can just he can just turn it on. Okay, 
because that would drive a man insane. Right. Now, when you say another dimension, do you mean mm-hmm. another reality or world? Do you mean like 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 the fifth dimension, like he can see into time, or is that like a science thing, or or is it the one where like everybody has a mustache and talks backwards? See, the thing is, I don't know. Only oh. Daniel knows, and he can't explain it. I bet he just he just he's a secretive, quiet guy. He's he's, he's never told me. He's basically tripping balls. <laughs> right. <laughs> he sees into some unknown dimension. That only he is he 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 knows about. Is it, is it a if, constant dimension or can it change? Is it always the same? It's just one? the one dimension. I bet it's the mustache backwards talk dimension. It could be. They all have bowler hats. <laughs> Day good. <laughs> oh, he just sees it in the eighteen hundreds. That's all. <laughs> but they talk backwards. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, right. That's really annoying. I'm gonna eighteen hundreds bizarro dimension. Uh, let's. I don't know how to pronounce this name, but I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make it a uh, Edward Cabagao. That can't be right. It seems pretty close. I'm sorry. I'm just. I want to apologize anyway. Uh, do you know what Edward can do? You're gonna appreciate this. Being a New okay. York to L.A. transplant. Uh huh. Conjure fresh bagels. <sighs> From where though? They're, From they're where? Ba- they're the bagel of your dreams. Oh, that's so good. Right? They're like because. It, apparently, they'd only exist in one small locality in the world. And if you're anywhere else, uh, you're going to need Edward to get a good bagel, and he can do it. Just plate full of bagels. Me, that would be the uh, fresh, out-of-the-oven bagel from H&H Bagels on 79th and Broadway. Mm-hmm. 78th and Broadway? I really wow, like... I'm so old, I don't remember anymore. It was a, I really like there was a place near me in Astoria called Brooklyn Bagels. There's uh-huh. a, it's a small franchise, I believe, but those were pretty fantastic. There's a local business here called uh, Brooklyn House Brooklyn House of Bagels, and it's not the same thing. Yeah, there's a New York bagels chain in L.A., and I can tell you right now, don't go there. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've gone there. They microwave their bagels. Ugh. No, this guy, they're the, ba- they're the bagels you want. So, damn it, Edward, come on my house. I got some bagel needs. Boop. Patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where you can go get your dumb superpower if you give it the $5 higher level. And you can also vote the patron pick, and you can you can enjoy the hangouts like we had last this past week, and uh, it's all fun over Patreon.com/ifanboy. So I guess we're gonna skip the email. You know what? I'm gonna answer it. It's gonna take me West a minute. From, I have an answer. West from Minnesota. Yep. Your talk about Kang last week got me thinking for a solid 36 hours. 63. 63 hours. What is the best Kang story? I know Busick's Kang Dynasty is mentioned a lot. Any thoughts on the best Kang story? Now, I don't think that either of us are, are Kang scholars, but Kang also represents more than just Kang. It's the idea of a Kang-like villain, which comes from a different Platonic time. ideal. So when, when a Kang shows up, there's, there's, there's no way to modernize Kang. A, he's named Kang. B, he looks like Kang. So right. in a way, most Kang stories are great because there's Kang. That being said, the two that I immediately thought of are going to be um, Avengers Forever, which was a maxi series yes. in 1999 from uh, Kurt Busiek and Pacheco? maybe Carlos Pacheco. I, I believe so. I think that yeah. sounds right. I think yeah. Roger Stern also had a hand in writing that. Ithaca's own Roger Stern. Um, more recently, although not that recent, unfortunately, um, I think of Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the um, Alan Heinberg. Heinberg. Story. Avengers Forever was Busick and Roger Stern with art by Carlos Pacheco and Jesus Marino. There you go. Hey, Marino was around back then, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. That. Uh, those are the two that come first to mind. Those are good Kang stories. Uh, Young Avengers, I guess it's a spoiler. It's kind of a surprise Kang story, but that's what was great about it. Um, and the thing is, like, you can't run from Kang. Kang's silly. Mm-hmm. And that's why he works. And I think I think there was one time they tried to make him like modern, and it's like, nope, he's got to have the big dumb jodhpurs, you know, purple jodhpurs costume. And I mean, it's got to all be there. Yep, it's got to. And it, it, when it is, he's one of the best villains. Yep, for sure. There's your answer. All right. So contact at ifanboy.com is the email address if you want to get in the show. On a show, we don't normally spend as much time talking about one book. Let's talk about upcoming podcasts. So. Or other podcasts. So the Animation Brand Trust, that's me and Ryan Haupt and Paul Montgomery, talked about Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. Hey. That show came out this past week, just a couple of days ago. So if you want to hear us talk about the latest DC Universe animated original film, that's Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, the last film by Alan Burnett before he retired. Uh, check that out on the feed behind this show. Yeah, also, uh, we've got upcoming, upcoming Talksplode. Uh, that'll be with you... This week is that that's correct, right? If yes. you want, um, yeah, it'll it'll be out, out this week. Um, from when you're hearing this, uh, Donnie Cates, Donnie Cates, everyone, Donnie Cates, <laughs> Donnie Cates will be on the Talksplode show. Uh, it is it's in the bag. Uh, we will put it out soon. We talk about his not sudden but seemingly sudden rise to power and and uh, and comics. see if he was if he was a Goodfellas minute patron, he would have been Donnie Cakes. That's good. I like that. That's good. Uh, he would always be the guy with cakes at any also, mob meeting. This coming week, and then then he would stop at one point, and the guys would be like, eh, hey, what happened to the cakes? Where's the cakes? And he hey, goes, Donnie, where's the cakes? I, I, maybe I heard. I don't do cakes no more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be my punchline when I started talking. I'm pretty proud oh, of man, I missed I missed doing that show as you hard should. as it was. You it should. was fun. Uh, Infinity War comes out this week. Yeah. Uh, we will... I don't know exactly when the show will come up, but it'll be very, it'll be relatively soon. Hopefully that's Saturday, but yep. we'll see. Yep, probably, but yeah. I'm not promising you. But that's what we're shooting for. Um, so that that's the the culmination of this journey we've been on for ten years. It is. It's, it's a wrapping up of ten years of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. When it took over the world. So and that for that on the feed. That is going to do for this episode. That was a lot of Superman and not as much of the other things. Uh, head over to ifanboy.com to find all of our podcasts, video shows, articles, everything we've ever done for far more than 10 years. Um, it's all there. You can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes up by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ifanboy and, of course, following us at ifanboy on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I am at Jay Flanagan on Twitter. Um, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Uh, or Jay Flanagan on Instagram. That's a little less harsh. Um, and then, of course, C.S. Kilpatrick on Instagram. Um, yes, and if, if you like the show, write a review on iTunes, please, or leave just leave a star rating. It's just one click. The more reviews and star ratings, the better. It helps people find the podcast. People are looking for po- uh, shows, and we appreciate everyone who does that, not just for our show, but for any podcast you listen to. It's a very uh, easy way to help your favorite show, and even better than that is to tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your postal person, tell the, per- the waitress at the diner, anyone you encounter, just do it. Hey, Flo, I got a tip for you. <laughs> no, no, it's not money. When, when, the, when the cake is served at your next mob meeting, say, hey, guys, I uh, you heard about podcasts? Before we get started, give me the Bluetooth password. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play everybody a little something. Listen to these jamokes. What was that thing we heard in the street once? D-Net? The D-Net.
No, 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 no. You gotta no, you gotta download the DNet. Bada boom, you're there. That's <laughs> a direct that's a direct quote. It was a large man in an ill fitting cheap suit. In the in the West forties in Manhattan. Anyway Yell, yelling into a flip phone. That's it for this week's show. My name is Connor. I'm Josh. Oh man, I want week. a hot dog. Oh, and a bagel. Jesus, oh. and a pizza. That's the hardest part, but you know what? You're healthier than you've ever been because you're away from those foods. <laughs> 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 <laughs>